This podcast is for investment professionals only. It is not for distribution to retail investors. This material has been provided for information and educational purposes only. It is not an offer or solicitation to buy securities. The information provided and the views expressed in this podcast could change and are not necessarily the views of Premier Mighton. Reference to any stock, fund or investment should not be considered advice or an investment recommendation. Any reference to past performance is not a guide to future returns and the value of investments can fall as well as rise. You are listening to the Bright Thinking series from Premier Mighton, a regular podcast on investment views from Premier Mighton's fund management team. I am Neil Birrell, Chief Investment Officer and Manager of the Premier Mighton Diversified Fund range. In this podcast, I will discuss the recent round of interest rate increases and whether this means they've reached their peak. You may have noticed that the title of this podcast refers to more than one peak, That is simply because it is unlikely that the policies being adopted by central banks over the rest of this year will be harmonised and could well send interest rates in different directions in different regions. The US is the largest, most important and most influential economy in the world and all eyes and ears are focused on the actions and words that are coming from its central bank. That's the Federal Reserve or commonly referred to as the Fed. It moderated the scale of interest rate increases at its last meeting on the 3rd of May It put the rates up by 0.25% to 5.25%, getting it back to the level it was prior to the global financial crisis all those years ago. There would have been two main reasons for slowing the scale of rate increases. Firstly, there are signs that inflation is being tamed. The Consumer Price Index, referred to as the CPI, has been consistently providing the evidence and now stands at less than 5%. Secondly, the Fed will still be wary of the problems in the regional banking sector and also conscious of introducing any more stress into the banking system. However, the Fed's statement at the time of the announcement did point out that future CPI data would dictate policy and cautioned against any expectation that interest rates might be coming back down anytime soon. This is where a conflict lies, as financial markets are, in fact, expecting that to happen. I think there is a good chance they will be disappointed. Inflation must be beaten, even at the risk of keeping interest rates higher for longer and causing recession in the economy. However, it may well be that we are at a peak of US interest rates. European governments and the European Central Bank, or ECB for short, were trying to generate some inflation through the 2000s and 10s to help stimulate economic growth, although they were unsuccessful in that. However, that problem has reversed, just as it has elsewhere, and inflation has become a problem. The ECB also put interest rates up by 0.25% at the start of May. However, the news on inflation there is less good than it is in the US, and there is a good chance that the interest rate cycle still has further to go. The CPI in the UK remains a problem, and hitherto it has not shown much signs of budging. The Bank of England is painting a rosy picture when it comes to the short and medium term outlook for the economy. In my view, a little too rosy and it is not out of the question that the base interest rate needs to rise to 5% from the current 4.5%, and that could mean more pain for the economy than is currently predicted. It does feel like the battle against inflation has been on the go for some time. Raising interest rates is a blunt weapon, and it remains very difficult to predict the impact of the increases we've seen so far. Inflation will fall as energy prices increases fall out of the annual data over the next few months, but the underlying level of inflation is still a concern. I think the strength of economies here, in the US and Europe and elsewhere, has been surprising and also encouraging. However, the rest of the year is a concern. The data is not unequivocally positive, 
and we are reading about the plight of the consumer in the press as mortgage rates rise and the cost of food and clothes continue to spike. An economic slowdown would be the expected result of the necessary policy measures that have been applied and a recession of one sort or another is on the cards. Investors take future expectations into account when making investment decisions and therefore the prices of different types of assets, bonds, shares and gold, etc. should reflect that. This is sometimes called discounting. In other words, financial markets discount the expectations for inflation, interest rates, economic growth and company profits amongst many other variable factors. That means, theoretically, they are always valued at about the correct level. But as we know, that's the theory and the practicality is usually different. At present, in my view, market levels are discounting that interest rates may well have peaked and they could be falling indeed, that inflation is under control and that any significant recession will be avoided. I fear it may not pan out quite like that. Therefore, some caution is advisable. However, the fall in bond prices we've seen since early 2022 has meant that the returns now available for the risk being taken from bonds are much more attractive and areas of the bond market look good value to us. Similarly, when speaking to the managers of our equity funds, they are all finding interesting companies in which to invest. Furthermore, company profitability is holding up quite well. We can find many opportunities across all asset classes, but this is for the long term. It's the short term that's the concern. As we all know, investing is for the long term and that's the approach that we should take. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode interesting and please look out for other episodes in the Bright Thinking series. This podcast is for investment professionals only and is issued by Premier Might and Investors, which is the marketing name for Premier Portfolio Managers Limited and Premier Fund Managers Limited, which are authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. The value of investments can fall as well as rise.